I'm your host, Chris Klemecki, and very excited today to have a very special guest, Gene Mann. Welcome, Gene. Thank you, Chris. It's great to be here. This is so exciting. I've heard you play live. I've heard some of your recordings and uh, just your history touring all over the West Coast and, and really uh, a dedicated songwriter, you know, someone who I would, I would really respect as just into the craft of songwriting and, and Thank you. having that really be you know, a part of your life significantly. Um, and I'd love to start with you know, hearing from you just sort of how that has developed in your life and, and what your perspective is on, on songwriting and how your background has sort of taken you to the point that you are today. All in a nutshell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I started, I would say, kind of as a late bloomer because I only picked up the guitar about 12 years ago and um, wrote my first song literally on the day my mom passed away. Wow, some and really heavy emotion. Really huge, yeah, it was a huge start, start. yeah. And um, the first songs weren't necessarily about that. It took me a while before I could actually kind of express anything to her or about it but, it, but it was definitely art as therapy and I didn't even really realize it at the time. I started being an artist of a lot of varieties at one time. Wow. And um, or at least shifting in my uh, seriousness about it. And uh-huh. part of it was that she died at roughly twice my age. And I thought, what if this happens to be my halfway point? What would I want to do with the rest of my life? It was literally a, a voice that came on to me that clearly, and it's be an artist and do, you know, honor that. And my mom was absolutely always supportive about whatever I was trying to endeavor artistically. So felt like it was a good gift to her and a way to carry her along with me, sort of. Oh, yeah, and, and fantastic inspiration, motivation. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just in believing in yourself and going for things no matter what age you happen to be, right. you know? When someone's telling you you should start these things at 10 years old or whatever, you know? I don't think I would have had <laughs> the same things to say at that age. So, yeah. You know? So yeah. as far as the songwriting, um, I never was a writer before I was a songwriter. And uh, so, but it's, it's turned out to be kind of an interesting uh, part poetry set to music and some songs and just story, storytelling and a little bit of journal processing mm-hmm. in other ways. And so I'm, I'm, and I'm self-taught at guitar and self-taught at songwriting. So it still organically shapes and shifts uh, as I go. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about the evolution that, that sort of you have in that learning process how has your songwriting changed or developed? How has your approach to songwriting changed um, or developed? Well, I've always tried to just have an open heart and mind when I pick up an instrument. And um, that is probably the most consistent thing. I don't necessarily write a song. I don't hear it in my head like people do. It's always either with the guitar or something that suddenly I grab some little progression that I like. And, I'm, and I play in about seven different tunings, and I play about three or four different instruments, so it's not ever really the same, but, but I'm the same person. The soul is coming out um, from me, so... But do those choices, I guess, is that a conscious choice to, uh, in terms of, I need to pick up a new instrument because I have a vision or uh, is it more like I would like oh, to say I'd like to organic. say I'm that much uh, disciplined but um but it really is it's it's one of those things where grab the recorder because you just got something that 
happened to come out. And that's, okay. I mean, I literally can write songs in five minutes because <laughs> it's when I catch them, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. catch them in the little musical net. And, um, and that's, that's the most consistent thing that happens with me. And that's what I mean about the open heart and mind. It has to be where, where you're open to it and, and you're expressing it. And so there's a lot of ego that has to be set aside yeah. too, because I get lots of goofy things I don't use, but in the middle of something somewhere, I'll get part of a phrase that shapes an entire song that I can work on then. And part of that development has been because of doing some songwriting challenges that I have taken place, taken part in over the last few years. Um, yeah, which, talk a little bit about, about that and how that has sort of helped you learn the craft. Well, it's interesting. At the time that I took on the first songwriting challenge that someone just mentioned to me. It's called FOM, which stands for February Album Writing Month. And the goal is, and it happens everywhere. It's internationally. <laughs> it's an internet challenge just for self-growth, whatever. Yeah. It's um, The goal is to write 14 songs in the shortest month of the year, which is 14 songs in 28 days. And <laughs> so in some years, 28, um, you know, 29 you get days. Day. You, get a half, <laughs> you get a half song extra. Right, there you go. So, um... So the first year that I had the opportunity to learn about it, it just happened that my beautiful old guitar that I had been teaching myself to play on for the last eight years before that was stolen. And so I had had this kind of silent period for a while. I mean, I had another guitar to play, but my spirit was sort of broken. And and I kind of needed something like this to break me out of that. And it was literally what what it did. It was like this, you know, a song every two days. So it's kind of a goal, and I'm very Mm goal-oriented. Anyway, sort of a and it was forcing factor to and a musical immersion, yeah, you know, yeah. and really so yeah, to really push me. And so I found that you know at the beginning it's easy because you've got like things that you kind of are brewing around in your mind, but it starts right. to make you think about music writing and songwriting all day, you know. And I do have the fortunate situation where I don't have a regular nine to five kind of job, so I can think about stuff like that, or maybe even pick up the guitar in the middle of the day. Yeah, and so. Um, so I did it, and I did it three years in a row and completed 14 songs <laughs> each of those three years in a row because after the first year, it was like, I never thought I could do this. And then after that, it's like, I wonder if I can do it again. Yeah, can you do it? Do, so I just crazy amount of songwriting. Can, yeah. So it's become a really amazing thing, and anybody can do it. Has it been different every year for you in terms of uh, the experience? Well, what I'm going through the at the time. Yeah. Uh, the approach, uh, you know, it's I'm developing as a songwriter, so it might be that I have skipped over a few of the the stumbling blocks that I might have had in the original days or the mm-hmm. ego, like I mentioned, where I just simply let things flow out, especially because if you're trying to do a song every two days, it doesn't have to necessarily be polished and finished. It's just get something out, you know, right. and then you can go back to it after the month and, you know, tidy it up and stuff, which is I've gotten so many great songs that I feel very strongly about songs being keepers or else they're a waste of time to me. So right. I've gotten actually a lot of really good songs that I've um, started to record. So Okay, cool. I'd uh, love to hear some music now, especially after hearing about these songwriting challenges. Uh, be great to hear uh, some music off your new album. You have uh, Dream of Goats. Uh, that is your newest work. And we're going to hear Memories Dusty Road, and that relates to these songwriting challenges. Tell, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, that song came about uh, from actually a, a physically the name of the song, Memories Dusty Road. It was really about uh, this big room cleanup that where I uncovered a whole lot of family memorabilia slides and stuff and all kinds of just things. Oh, and nice. 
beginnings of relationship goodies and stuff like that. And I just kind of, all these emotions came out of me about it. And, and also this incredible, beautiful, cleaned up room came out of it too. <laughs> so it was really, an, an again, sort of a physical opening space as well as, and reclaiming space in a little house that doesn't deserve to have one of its rooms being closed off because it's too messy. <laughs> so Memories Dusty Road came yeah. out of that and it just kind of is more of a story about the history of my life in well, a way. There's lots of stories. In- kind of. I mean, as much as you can throw into a three-minute song or whatever sure. it is. Sure. So, and that was yeah. during the, the yeah. release? Well, it happened song. to be during that month that I was doing that cleanup. And so oh, okay. I wrote this song sort of as that. Just I kind of got all these metaphors about about your life and, you know, and making room for creativity, for one thing, and literally physical room for creativity in this case, because it's, it's my art studio, it's where I play music and, and hang out and do yoga, all kinds of things, so. All right, so, so uh, here is a recording brand new from Gene Mann's Dream of Goats album. This is Memories Dusty Road. One, two, three, four. Hey, hey, hey. Walking down Memory Street Pictures of this and words of that Faces and places so long away They call me back to another day I smile and cry and find Every emotion in between On Memory's dusty road Back in time to that giddy laugh New love, words of hope and future Exciting, scary, and heart-pounding too I remember the roller coaster ride As if it were yesterday That dusty road walked together Lightning bolts and love and home Goodness and life, hardship too Pets and class pictures, flowers, press and books Mama saved my artwork and report cards A smiley face she drew in the margin Next to the teacher's remarks Talking to her neighbor It's truly a favorite piece in my collection I save these things, these walks into the air of distant past Just like my mama did before me Take her sentimental legacy Dusty road home. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Home. 
Gene and Thank you. Uh, some really interesting instrumentation that you've got going on there. Could you tell us a little bit about what uh, what was on that recording? Yeah, um, I when I wrote the song, it came out of my tenor guitar, which is a four-string, beautiful old guitar from the fifties, and it's a Harmony Archtop. Um, and then my music partner Bill Corral, who plays on just incredible uh, instinct with my music, he pulled in um, a baritone ukulele as accompaniment, and it was like the best perfect voice, wow. and it almost sounds like banjo when those two voices are together, you might have noticed. And um, so, yeah, that's the main two instruments, and that that kind of also speaks to how I pulled out of myself creatively different instruments to play on because of those songwriting challenges. So it not only great greatly enhanced my songwriting, um, and pushed me further into songwriting. It just it also opens up different instruments for me to try and write songs on. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, not just for the instrumentation, but the end product just has a different yeah. sound to it. Yeah. Now, how do you do that kind of thing live? Do you, do you pull uh, out all the different instruments? I, you should see the car when we go on tour. <laughs> I mean, it looks like we're on tour, and it's go, we're just going for one show across town, and the whole back of the car is filled because... You know, we like our instruments, I guess. We have a lot of weaponry. Yeah, I've seen you pull out a few things. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, wow, you know, sometimes we gotta, we literally have to rein it in. It's like, okay, we only have a 25-minute set. Let's, let's limit it to six instruments. Right. And then I sneak in a harmonica, too, so that's, you know, small. But, but yeah, it's become um, really interesting. We've always been, we've always known of ourselves and called ourselves a duo band, and it really is true. We're definitely a full-on band and bill even plays uh, bongo on one of the songs that's on the album too but um and so we just you know it's just easier to keep it textured and Mm -hmm. keep it interesting for ourselves and interesting for the audience yeah i think so i hope so and you've done some pretty long tours in the past yeah um in 2009 i took my largest um road trip ever and that was 10,000 miles around the perimeter of the u.s in a period of five weeks uh, 34 shows, no, 22 shows in 34 days, and uh, with That's a little a with with a little dog and another singer songwriter <laughs> along with us. It was quite an, an amazing and crazy endeavor. But we we were in it for the adventure, and if we we broke even, we were happy, and we more than broke even. So wow, yeah, it was great. amazing. It was really it was really challenging and. It made me realize how I wish I had started this when I was a lot younger, but it was still a great <laughs> way to, yeah, yeah, definitely like your own bed makes, is, is you're really happy when you finally get home from something like that, but but enjoying every minute of it, just the, the totally different terrain all the way around the U.S. and to see, especially when we were going into some of the scary economic times, to mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. whole towns pretty much closed up kind of thing. Wow. And so it really gives you a different perspective. Yeah, the perspective was huge that you can't get without going and seeing seeing places in, in in real life and we actually took some pretty great video footage all along the tour and that kind of thing um my co-touring partner her name is jaron faulkner and she's a great singer songwriter too and she's she's um of the more video vlog or whatever oh, okay, you call it sure. kind of person sure. so she got some great footage and they're all on my website each of the three segments of our tour in little short five-minute um, videos, it's really fun. It's on, it's on my website. Yes, yeah, Gene Man. Gene Man. Net. net. Yes. Dot yes, net. Yeah. And J E A N M A N N. Dot net. Yeah. For, uh, for that. And speaking of live, 
Uh, you brought the ukulele to uh, play a song for us here. Can you tell us about uh, Sweet Peas on the Vine? Yeah, um, Sweet Peas on the Vine was song number 14 of this year's songwriting challenge. I was very happy to grand finale to to make it, but it was also one of those I'm I'm stuck. I'm like I need to get an instrument right. out that you know, and I didn't play the ukulele, so I was really happy that I got a song that I loved enough to actually want to record and put on the new album. And it's become one of the favorite songs people hear. So this is a real treat to have uh, have you play live here in the studio with the uke. Uh, this is Sweet Peas on the Vine. to have a solo ukulele song played here. Thank uh, you. Very nice and, and a real treat. Um, that, there is a different arrangement on the new CD for that song, correct? Yes, it's a little bit more um, instrumentation. It's still, we kept it fairly simple because it's such a delicate little beautiful song. Right. But um, it was another song where my partner Bill um, accompanied me on baritone ukulele. So it's really sweet. It's tenor, tenor ukulele and baritone ukulele together as a duet. 
and it's just so lovely. And when we play it live, it's just it's just always a treat too. It's a really nice sound together. So oh, that that is really original and uh, and neat. Uh, so so that one is on uh, her new album, Dream of Goats. So uh, so definitely worth worth uh, checking out the CD for the different version of the song. But uh, awesome to have have our own version as well for the podcast. That's so cool. And and style wise. I mean, you, you play a lot of different things, not just instrumentation, but um, how do you even categorize yourself uh, genre-wise? Or, you know, what, what do you tell people uh, the kind of music that you play? My music is a, is a mutt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mixed gender and race and whatever. Anyway, it's, uh, it's just, I call my style alt-folk. I just kind of came up with that years ago, and I'm actually starting to see that as a genre listing, which is funny because people didn't ever used to know what I was talking about. And <laughs> for me, it's really just about being really eclectic and and the music developing organically over the last 10 years. Um, I do write in a few different kinds of styles with whatever just kind of I'm moved by in the moment. Some some days I do feel like oh, I want to write something that is is jazzy and smooth and warm, and other days I want to try to be a little more almost punk if I could be, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as punk as I can be. So the attitude and yeah, know. just something kind of percussive. And, and this album definitely is more in the sweet and gentle kind of and textured beautifully with strings and things sort of genre. But the next one, which is going to be more of these songs that I recorded, will be more of the percussive ones we've already started on the on the fifth album because we just decided instead of never finishing it because of all these 40 plus songs (laughs) to um to record we decided to break it up into a few projects i have to imagine that you find you know with that each album sort of takes on a different character yeah the thematically yeah exactly yeah it's own theme and, and yeah and especially since it literally it's over three years of yeah, recordings exactly. and even the songs i've done more in the meantime um you know it's just as where i am in that moment and because i kind of just tend to be a person that writes writes about the moment you know yeah and that's why that's also where i feel like the organic opening up of the soul it's like well where else would you get that if you didn't just take what was um what was coming out of you in your thoughts and process at the time cool cool well uh we are going to hear one last song live uh from you from that third album um the album is called daisies and fire and the song you're going to play for us is blue sky blue sky yeah what can you tell us about blue sky it's just uh you know how we live in the northwest and like a day like today where we wish it were actually spring when it's spring um (laughs) we don't see the blue yeah and so i kind of had to create it so i could see it whenever i wanted oh nice but um but actually it was inspired by just lovely skies on tour and then i wrote it on tour one time so alongside a river i think in um saratoga springs new york or somewhere yeah so Very cool. Okay, so we will uh, set Jean up with uh, her regular six string and uh, hear a live version of Blue Sky.
so much for playing live i always love that well, thank you so much for having me and it's been it's been a pleasure to to uh, have this conversation and and hear your new music um that, that congratulations on thank the you new album thank um, you i'm so excited and proud of it really it's been amazing to get to share a, it yeah it's just such a people don't always realize how what a big deal that is to really you know put the effort into a big recording and it's like birth and a baby exactly <laughs> get those songs out there and uh really look forward to seeing the response and seeing you know you do the new new tour um, yeah good luck with that thank you um you can find information about jean on jeanman.net uh her upcoming tour schedule of course uh, keep up to date and cd baby for all of her albums um but that about does it for us. So thanks again, Jean. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been really a pleasure. Uh, you can find me at chrisklemecki.com and songwriters in Seattle at songwritersinseattle.com. So those are a couple of easy ones. So until next time, for Jean Mann and Songwriters in Seattle, I'm Chris Klemecki saying stay original. Stay original.